All right. BradCooney.com in association with HCN Networks. It is honored to have on board the mayor of Jackson, Mississippi, the Honorable Tony Yarber. Mayor, thanks for joining us. Hey, man, thank you. Uh, always a privilege. I appreciate you always giving us uh, an opportunity to give voice to the city uh, through your medium. Uh, so I just wanted to make sure I say it out loud that uh, how grateful uh, I am personally uh, for you being able to do this for us. Well, I appreciate that, and the feelings are mutual to have you come on board. Is, is like I said, it's an honor to have you back on the show. All right, a lot of lot to talk about. I know I know you're a busy guy. You don't have a whole lot of time, so I want to get right into some of these questions. Um, first and foremost, uh, recently uh, the chief of police in Jackson, uh, Chief Vance, um, talked about the crime rates uh, going down, going down. I know for January, February, March, the crime rates gone down. Uh, can you give us an update? on how the, the crime rate's been looking from April to current, and also um, talk a little bit about what you guys are doing to get that trend going in the right way. Yeah, well, that, that, that's extremely good news, and uh, we've been trending at about 14% reduction in terms of comparison uh, from this year to last year in terms of month-to-month comparison and then cumulative uh, comparisons between last year and this year. And so we've been hovering around 14%. Uh, of course, you can imagine uh, with the uh, appetite that the men and women on the police force have for going from good to great, they were glad to see the 14% for mm-hmm. now. You know, they're pushing to see 20 25% reduction. Uh, a lot of things have been doing, they've been deploying uh, better use of uh, data, they've been deploying uh, better relations with community, uh, community policing as a part of that. And they just good common sense stuff. You know, you, you just, you've been letting, uh, doing our best to allow officers to police and, you know, not hassling them about having to make tough choices when they have to make those. So uh, we think that they've been given the liberty to do those kind of things and it's helped us with the crime reduction that's great that is good news um it's very good news to see the the trend continuing on um okay so recently uh mayor of course you know about this the whole country the whole world knows about what happened in charleston south carolina um this 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 evil person just walks in and you know shoots some beautiful souls kills these people in 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 a prayer study Bible study. Um, so, as a result, things obviously things things um, politically move back and forth, and there's been some call for the Confederate flag to come down. In fact, it is it is has come down in in, uh, in Charleston. Um, can you can you share your thoughts on, on on that movement, and would you like to see that done here as well? Yeah. Well, the first let me say that um, under Mayor Harvey Johnson in 2002, every state flag was removed from uh, Jackson um, City Field. Right. So his leadership led in that effort. But the, the conversation is actually a, a two-pronged conversation. First, uh, you talk about the political aspect of it and, and racism and uh, the fact that um, systemically, there is a, a problem in the country, and the flag is simply a relic of that problem. Mm-hmm. And then you got to talk about the church. You got to talk about what makes the devil so comfortable with bumping into a household of faith. And I submit that uh, as, as a universal church, the Christian church, that we've got a lot of work to do to find ourselves back in the place of reconciliation with God. 
it's 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 my um, belief that the flag in of itself, the relic in of itself, uh, according to Matthew chapter five, it's an offense. It's offensive, and when you have offended your brother, uh, you got to make amends and to ensure that you can move forward and whatever the endeavors are. So the flag has to come down. The flag has to represent all Mississippi. The flag has to represent who we are uh, collectively, that we're not just um, a collection of the 1960s or the 1860s uh, reconstruction thereafter, but we are a progressive city, a country, uh, a state rather, that's looking to move forward under a banner that represents all Mississippi. If something, God forbid, were ever to happen in Jackson, like what happened in, in, in Charleston, um, how do you feel the city's prepared to react to a situation like an active shooter um, situation like that in Jackson? I think we're more than prepared. I, as a matter of fact, our officers just finished a round of training with state police uh, around not only uh, active shooter stuff, but more specifically uh, with riot uh, control and uh, where our officers are typically always, specifically our SWAT teams, they're always uh, ready to roll. They, they train often and they train hard. They train smart. Uh, so I've got the utmost confidence in their capacity to be able to deal with something like that. What do you think can, done, can be done, Mayor, to better improve race relations? Um, you're the mayor of, of Jackson, Mississippi. It's it's um, highly populated by African Americans, but you know, quite a few uh, white people live in, in Jackson as well. Um, what, what do you what do you think can be done to better bring bring people together as opposed to div- to divide? Well, I, I think your last statement is the problem. I think we're so worried about creating racial divide by having a conversation about race. Mm-hmm. What the matter is that there is racial division. Uh, and it's, it's in that division, whether it's uh, swept under the rug or uh, laying underneath the blanket, is there. And we've got to be honest to talk about it. Not only that, we have to be um, willing to share our experiences, listen to what our experiences are, and respect what we hear coming out of our brothers and sisters' mouths. So mm-hmm. if I tell you, listen, you know, this flag is offensive. Why is it offensive? It's offensive because when black folks were being lynched and mobbed, this banner, this flag, was the flag that was being held at the cross burning right. the street where black folks were being lynched. Uh, I think that you've got to be willing to say, you know what, I hear, I understand that. That makes sense. Now, why would I want to hold on to a culture or hold on to a heritage uh, uh, in that regard? Um, and, and by the same token, there has to be some listening on the other side when we have to readily recognize that, you know, some folks just really don't get it. And some people don't get it because they don't want to get it. And other people don't get it because they just don't get it. And we've got to take the time through these conversations to educate folks on uh, issues of race relations. But if we're not willing to not only speak truth but hear truth, then we won't be able to move forward. And we can't be afraid to, uh, quote, unquote, undo this uh, facade of racial mm-hmm. um, progress that we think we have uh, had in the state. Yeah, well said. You know, just for the record, I, I think the flag should go. I think it needs to go away. Um, it is, I think it's toxic. 
Um, I took a lot of heat in, in the WLBT Facebook uh, comment section for, for speaking out about it, but, you know, hey, I mean, it's just how I feel. Um, I think that I th- it was something my grandparents taught me at a very young age is to, to, to walk a mile in somebody else's shoes, look through the lens of another person's prism, and, um, and you can understand things a whole lot better that way in life. Absolutely. All right, so um, let's move forward. Um, I read, now this is some good news also about Jackson. Um, one of the things you've really, really just went after is trying to get these Don Rhodes fixed in Jackson. And you even went as far as to declare a state of emergency looking for the funds to, to try to secure some funds to fix them. Now, I have seen an increase in road construction and, and, and uh, Jackson workers out there working hard filling these holes up. Uh, can you give us an update on where you're at with that? Yeah, man. We uh, recently launched something we call Operation Orange Cone. It's our effort to reduce the amount of orange cones and uh, that you see around the city where it might be a utility cut, a pothole, or some work that's being done. So we're trying to reduce those. Mm-hmm. Uh, part of it had to do with reducing the amount of utility cuts we got. Uh, from 2007 until now, we've accumulated about 1,700 of those utility cuts, which basically is a place in the street where utility under the ground has failed. And we've had to go in and dig up and have not replaced that asphalt, maybe. And uh, so we've really made a dinner in that. We've uh, done some outside contracts and assisted with it. Uh, we've started resurfacing 14 streets using a combination of hood funds as well as uh, city general funds. Uh, Operation Orange Cone has helped us identify several other streets around the city where we're directly going at ta- tackling pothole issues uh, as well as some resurfacing things that our in-house crews are doing. So it's a lot going on around the city, specifically around infrastructure, getting ready to uh, finalize design on the year one master plan. Uh, so we'll be able to spend about $13 million on year one of a 20 to 25 year plan. Uh, the team is already working on years two through five of that master plan. Uh, so it's a lot happening, a lot going on behind the scenes as well. Um, we're just trying to show people that we're serious about fixing our city and that we're going to fix our city from underneath the ground up and from above the ground down. Before you took office, did you realize that you had such an issue with the infrastructure and the street problems? Is it a bigger problem yeah. than, than you thought? No, it's not a bigger problem. Uh, I, 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 I knew uh, in terms of a broad stroke mm-hmm. um, as a councilman what our issues were. But when you become mayor, you really get to find out a lot of the uh, <laughs> details about why those problems exist, where they come from, what are the real challenges of those problems. So while I knew that there were issues, now I really understand um, not only the genesis, but the complexities of those problems. Right, right. Um, also, yeah, I, I read that there's a, uh, a new solar plant coming to Jackson uh, from China. Can, can you talk about yeah, that? Yeah. Yeah, we're excited about that. We were able to get some assistance from MDA and recruiting uh, Seraphim to come to the city. Uh, it's going to be about a $50 million investment right over uh, on Lawson Street. Um, it made, it's, it's in an area where we definitely need to kind of, that kind of uh, injection of, of uh, capital. Uh, mm-hmm. We'll see road repairs, some rail repairs as a result of uh, that 
that business coming, 250 new jobs. They've agreed to work with our job for Jacksonian's program, our Fresh Start program, getting folks employed who need to. So it's going to be really, really, really good injection uh, in terms of economics, uh, social stuff, mm. uh, and environmental kinds of things that we want to see done in the city. This is a huge win for us. It really is. And, and talk about that a little bit further because it's just so important to have businesses come in and invest money in, in Jackson and then and, because uh, it just offers spinoff opportunities. Isn't, isn't that right? See, what's so important is, in terms of what you're saying, is we, we're talking about the five things that we think describe the city. And one of them is we are vibrant. And so you got a company who's come in, they're spending private dollars. Right. Private dollars to make this investment. And so they saw that our city is was a city that was worth them spending their own money. They didn't come in asking the city to do bonds or any of that uh, private investment. And so as a result of that, we're talking 250 great jobs, but that doesn't even speak to the opportunities for vendors around the city to be able to engage. You know, folks who sell office supplies and uh, just the smaller things, delivery people and couriers and mm-hmm. all those kinds of things that are being impacted. And you know, the more jobs that you can bring to the city, them crime numbers are gonna, they're going to come down even more. It gives people hope. It, it raises morale. It gets people busy and focused on other things. You know, which is uh, why when I say it's important that it's in that part of town. I, I met with some community folks from over there yesterday, and you know, we we told them what we were going to be doing. They wanted to know who's going to get the job. And, you know, we we definitely wanted to impress upon them that we'll be pushing hard to see folks from in the community get the jobs. We know that they need them. Uh, it helps when they have money to go and, and do the kinds of things that they need. And that takes away, takes the option off the table of committing a crime to get things. So mm-hmm. uh, you're, you're spot on with your assessment of that. Mayor, what, what, what are your thoughts? Um, recently the president... Um, he commuted, um, I forgot the amount, but there was quite a few um, drug dealers that he's going to go ahead and let out of prison. Personally, my own thoughts is I think that's good as long as it's not violent, you know, violent offenders. I think I think we should be, you know, a people of second chances. Um, what, are you, what are your thoughts on, on the president's um, decision to do that? Well, you know, uh, I try to operate from the premise that you can only take a stand from where you sit. Mm-hmm. So uh, I don't sit in that big chair uh, that the president <laughs> sits in. And so I definitely can't take a stand on on the decision that he makes. However, um, I'd always want to see uh, people who are having the opportunity to see whether their sentence is being commuted or uh, they're having an opportunity to see um, short of sentences or whatever the case may be I just need to know that the folks getting out don't pose a threat to me or my family right right the people that, that I love great point you've been selling weed and, and you got a 20 you know 10 15 year sentence for selling a dime bag of weed you know I, I think that's crazy and, and mm-hmm. we need to reconsider those kinds of things but um, we definitely want to make sure that the people who are on the streets are people that we can trust around our family very well said. I couldn't agree more. 100% agree with you on that. Um, 
that's why I was, I, I, you know, I made sure I said, as long as they're not former violent, violent criminal, like you make a good, a good example, somebody selling a dime bag out there gets 15, 20 years, that's just not, that's not good. That's, that's, that's crazy. <laughs> to be honest with you. Um, <laughs> um, all right, what's, what's, the, here's a couple questions from social media. Um, Mary, she's uh, from West Jackson. She wanted me to ask you what's been the most challenging part of you um, of your of your job as mayor. Wow, I just answered this question in another interview about twenty minutes ago. Oh wow! Uh, I'm gonna stay consistent with my answer, and it's managing expectations. You know, uh, we came in office on April twenty fourth. Um, Everybody wants every pothole in the city and every and all 2,200 miles worth of streets hit uh, yesterday. And, you know, 30 years ago, I was going to a community meeting with my grandmother uh, at Westside Community Center. The mayor at the time, Bill Banks, came in, and the people were expressing their dissatisfaction with three things, ditches, dogs, and streets. <laughs> and it is 30, 30 years later, and folks are still frustrated with ditches and streets. <laughs> kind of dealt with the dog situation a little bit. Mm -hmm. uh, and so what that says to me is that, you know, 30 years later, we, our citizens are still uh, frustrated and suffering from some of the same things. But we have a plan. Uh, we started deploying that plan. We hope people are, are acknowledging and seeing what we're doing around town uh, with the plan. We've got some reasonable resources. We're trying to be creative with funding in order to get some things done. And we just need people uh, to give us the opportunity to uh, deploy a plan that we think will take about 20 years. You know, I mean, I don't plan on being here for 20 years as mayor, mm -hmm. but I, I do want the opportunity to see a plan, a sustainable plan implemented uh, that gets our city on track. Uh, but we just need to be able to manage these expectations. And that can be hard sometimes because uh, you know, folks want what they want when they want it, and uh, the reality is that we didn't get here. Uh, this didn't happen since April 24th, 2014. It's, it's something that uh, happened a lot, has been happening over time for a very long time. Mm -hmm. You know, when you when you look back at your first year and change in in, in office, um, I'm going to follow up on the last uh, listener's question. Um, what's been the most rewarding part as mayor for you so far? I think being able to uh, move the needle on how the city does business. Mm -hmm. you know, we uh, put in front of the city council yesterday uh, an order that will allow us uh, to start doing permits and licensing and stuff online. It's been one of the biggest complaints by contractors everywhere that you got to come down. Why can't you just do it online? So been able to move the needle on how the city does business. Been able to move the, the needle on how we deal with contracting and minority participation. Uh, we we uh, let a few responses for proposals that kind of outlines how we want to see the city do business. So we're proud of that. We're proud of the impact that we've been having on our child development centers where we've seen based on some new curriculum that we've implemented, where we've seen student achievement go up within three to four months, in some cases by more than 40%. Wow. Uh, so, so when we say that we're proud of moving the needle, we're proud that we've come in, uh, we've made tough decisions, we'll make more tough decisions, uh, and we're able to do that 
without having to worry about politics. And again, I love what I do. Uh, um, I don't feel any pressure to make popular decisions so that folks will vote for me again in 2017. I, I feel the charge to make decisions based on what I believe is right, based on what the data says is right, and we make those and bite whatever bullet it takes in the name of doing the right thing. Good stuff. All right, one more thing, kind of let you go. Um, now, you mentioned a minute ago about you don't plan on being mayor for 20 years. Um, so let me let me ask this last question. <laughs> MSNBC, not too long ago, when you first came on the scene as mayor, um, said that you were a rising star in the Democratic Party. Oh, man, um, that got me in so much trouble. <laughs> well, you know, look, man, they, they said it. Um, so, so obviously there's some merit behind it when a national news organization says something like that about somebody. Um, so, and I know you're, you know, you're, you're a sitting mayor, and you're focused on, the, you know, the, the city's um, projects and your constituents here. But have you ever thought about running for a higher office one day? Well, you know, I'm a, I'm a human like anybody else, and, and I'm never, uh, I'm always content, but I'm never satisfied. So, so I, I, I always consider whether it's running for another office or whether it's having the opportunity to be appointed to do some uh, better work on behalf of citizens in Mississippi and in Jackson. Uh, you know, yeah, I've, I've entertained that. But I think that there, there will be a season for that. Um, until then, the season that we're in calls us to give a laser-like focus uh, to the kinds of contributions that we have to make in the city of Jackson right now. All right, man. Well, Mayor, always just an honor to have you on board. I really appreciate you updating the folks at Jackson and what you got going on. And really, congratulations, man, because the first year and change in, I'm seeing the thing, you know, the needle going in the right direction. The crime, the really, the crime rates really got my attention. That's come down, and we need to keep it going. So, I congratulate you on that. Uh, give me some closing thoughts. You want to, you want to share some closing thoughts to all the people out there in Jackson? Yeah, I just want to encourage folks to get engaged with the city. We uh, there's so much going on, and we need people engaged. We don't need you on the sidelines. We don't need, I, you know, I need folks who will walk up to me and say, put me in the game, coach. You know, mm-hmm. I, I need that. So I want to encourage people to follow us uh, on social media. Uh, at we are Jackson MS. That's on all social media. Uh, get on that website. Find out what we're doing. Uh, JacksonMS.gov, G-O-V. There's no reason not to know what's happening. There's no reason not to know where Public Works crews are going to be uh, mm-hmm. from day to day. Because we're posting it. We're telling you that a Public Works crew is going to be on this street or that street. They'll be doing potholes on these streets. They'll be resurfacing on that street. So uh, we need you to get engaged. And after you get engaged, we need you to tell the good news. We need you to uh, engage the citizens who may not know and who think they know. So we need you to be... Uh, sounding boards and trumpeters of uh, good things, Jackson, in the city. And then finally, you know, don't hesitate to engage me. Uh, I'm on Twitter, I'm on Instagram, at Tony Yarber. Uh, I typically respond um, and try to get you to the right uh, place or any of the situations you've got going on.